listening to the Love, Heal, Thrive podcast for people who want to learn how to love themselves enough to heal and heal themselves enough to thrive. In today's episode, we dive into the Destiny Cards, Enneagram, and Energy Work to create an empowering life book for today's guest. And my hope is that you walk away from our time together with tools and techniques that will help you to live a life that is empowered and healed. Let's get started. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to dive in to all these layers and all this complexity and most importantly, all this healing. And I think Mm -hmm. as we dissect and dive in, Mm -hmm. it's not that we're tearing apart. It's more that we're looking in deeper to find where our wounds that can be healed, that we can then live a more empowered life that we can love ourselves enough to heal and heal ourselves enough to thrive. So I think by understanding the intricacies and how we work with the people that we love and how we interact with the people with that we love and that, you know, how we, how we view the world as we can begin to understand those lenses and how we interact with the world, I feel like life becomes easier. I feel like life becomes more simple and so much more, juicy and joyous and enjoyable. So that's my hope for today is that we, that you get to walk away from today with so much information and context that we can then kind of connect the dots of your life and your loved ones and you so that life becomes a little bit easier. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and I'm just excited to learn and grow and connect the dots because I think It will not only help me, but the people around me, my family, and everybody listening. Hopefully, we can help other people as well. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, well, I'm super excited to dive into this. So so why don't you share a little bit of what is going on with you and what you're hoping to work on today, and then then I'm going to dive in. (laughs) Okay. One of the reasons that I really, it was kind of divinely divine hand because I had a situation with my kids where I just lost it. I had not been doing the self-care. I was exhausted. I got triggered. And then I was just yelling at my kids. Mm -hmm. And I stopped midway because my daughter looked at me the way that I used to look at my mom. Mm. And I had a quick reflection of that and awareness. And I just dropped to my knees and became conscious that I'm repeating the cycle Mm. that was in my house where there was constant yelling. My mom was always tired. She was overworked. And we ended up being the brunt of that. Mm -hmm. And I saw that cycle repeating. And I've seen it repeat when I go unconscious and I don't take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And I never want to see my kids look at me that way. It broke my heart. And I promised my daughter that she will never see that mommy again Mm. because it's not who I am. It's not who I want to be. It's just I get triggered Mm -hmm. and I become my mom, which I promised myself I would never do. So I talked to them. I apologized. I said it wasn't them. It was me. Mommy just needs to, mommy just needs to learn how to better deal with things that come at her. And so 
I promised them that I would get better and that I would grow. And then I get an email from my lovely friend, Erin, <laughs> about this podcast, about learning. And I was like, and it was just, it happened to be like, I think it was the next day. So I jumped on the chance to be here so that I could not do that to my family uh, because they all pay for it and they're not doing anything. They're just being kids. They're just being, you know, so I just, I just need to grow. I need mm -hmm. to learn to be, be better and um, not impact them in the way that my mother impacted me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and breaking that cycle is so hard because it is, there are generational patterns. Of Absolutely. That. And so I think for you making this choice and being here and learning and just giving yourself the compassion to, to know it's okay. We don't have to be perfect. And, but the yeah. awareness that I want to break this cycle and do better is amazing. And also giving love to yourself that, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, quote unquote mess up. But, you know, I always say and believe that before we enter this life, we have a checklist of things that we're supposed to experience and in order for our soul to complete its purpose here on earth. And so not that I'm endorsing any foul play by any means, but we always do have to, you know, even that experience alone, we've, we've all signed up for good and bad, quote unquote, good and bad experiences, but they all ultimately bless us because they strengthen us or teach us or, or grow us. And so, so for your children to not, to not feel so guilty about, to hold so much power over that one experience, to know it's okay. It's a learning experience. They're learning from it too. And you're, it's more of a seed than, than quote unquote bad experience. It's like, you know, we, we, we already know every detail, everything that we are going to experience in this lifetime before we ever even get here. And yeah. so I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to dive in to just give you a playbook. And that's what I think this is going to be about, is about offering this this playbook for you. Okay. Um, I know we went over birthdays. And, and, and today we're going to integrate Destiny cards, the Enneagram, and just kind of talk energy and, and life connection. So it's okay. kind of this beautiful intersection of all those things to just really understand how to best love because as we love the way our loved ones want to be loved that's when we truly learn how to be loved or how to love but what is your mom's birthday just um, no year but just month and day march 14th okay march 14th because that it matters it shows up in the connections that we draw to people okay so First, we are going to talk destiny cards. So destiny cards predates the tarot card system. It is actually what our calendar is built on. Um, like as we know, you know, January, February, March, and every day of the year has certain energy. And it is based in, so the playing cards that we know today as are 52 cards. Every suit has similar characteristics and every number has similar characteristics. And there is a day, there is a, playing card assigned to every day of the year. Okay. So it is fascinating when even just you begin to understand this piece, how each of you is viewing the world and then how you are connected to each other. And so for you, you are an eight of hearts. Okay. So as an eight of hearts, the eight of hearts is the most popular girl in the room. She is abundant. She sees the world 
through hearts. So you see the world through relationships. And for you, if someone wants to know something for you, you would say, how do you feel about this? So you feel your way through the world. And, and when you're making choices or decisions, how does this feel? And, you know, eights tell great or great storytellers. I find every time I'm talking to an eight and I ask for advice, their advice will always be, you know, I remember a time when this person did da 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 So the advice is always relationship-based. It's always yes. like, I've yeah. had this experience. That and, resonates. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this makes so much sense to me. If you see this chart here, there is, and for those of you that you cannot see, there is this incredible mundane spread. You can probably Google it of the, of the Destiny cards. But every, all 52 cards are connected on this, on this chart. So here's me, I'm in two of spades, and then here's you. So that makes sense why we're so connected. So I think like you, so you are in my Mercury position. So there are seven cards around our, our birth card. Okay. uh, That show us how we think, how we love, how we work, how, how blessings show up in our life. Um, and they're based on the seven solar planets. So is it kind of how we operate in the world? It is how we operate. So okay. you see the world as a heart through relationships yeah. as an eight. And so this is how I think. And then uniquely, this position goes both ways. So I'm actually your moon. So so then you would feel like you could tell me anything. Which, which I can. Which... <laughs> that's how I feel. Totally. That's why when you ask me to do this, I'm like, yeah, because I completely trust you in every way. Thank you. Thank you. But it's also energetic. Like if yeah. those are the people when you just meet someone on the street and you're like, gosh, I feel so connected to you. Well, typically it's because they're one of your seven cards and we oh. just, we get, we travel together, right? Our soul groups tend to travel together. Is that why sometimes you meet somebody and you're like, she could be my best friend. Yeah. You're yes. just like, and you can't explain why, but then you meet other people and there's like no connection whatsoever, even though you really try. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and it, there's also, there's a chart for this that is past lives as well. So then you have all of this even more intensely in the past lives. So wow. when, um, you know, I can't even count the number of clients I've had in my office who were trying to break up with their boyfriend. <laughs> But they were past life Venus, which is like your ultimate love. And it's like, no, I, but that doesn't mean that they're right in this life, right? Like Mm -hmm. it was a past life love that, you know, they feel this energy and this connection and this draw, but you know, they're not, they're actually not the right match in this life. And so it really takes Herculean effort to then break up in this lifetime because there's this energy that is palpable. It's, It's palpable. We've had many lives together. Yes. Yeah. So, well, so I can tell you, so he is a six of diamonds and so is your daughter. So they see the world through matter. So if you want to get their best answer from an opinion, then you would ask them, why does this matter to you? Or where's the value in this? So the word matter and value for both of them. Because my guess is right now, when you ask them something, you probably say, how do you feel about this? Because this would be where you see the world. You yeah. say, but they don't they don't resonate that way. They don't see the world that way. They see the world through matter and value. So you can ask them, you know, why does this matter to you? Where where do you see the value in this? And watch, watch what a different answer you're gonna start mm-hmm. to get just with this simple shift, just this, this simple communication shift. Like watch 
watch what a difference that's going to make. And as far as your husband and daughter, they are here on this spread. So kind of, kind of far up, I mean, Saturn, but you know, one over and four down. So we're always connected to everyone, but not, not the tightest there, not the most direct, but you would be their Saturn. So that means you were their teacher. There is a lot of car, the Saturn relationship also has a lot of karmic play in it. And then on the past life, two of diamonds has, this is again, across and over instead of direct horizontal is the most intense. Vertical is the second intense diagonal is the third intense here. We're just kind of seeing how it is connected. Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Pluto is what you need to integrate. Oh, I'm sorry. There's six of diamonds, not six of diamonds. I had the wrong one. All right. That's better. <laughs> okay. Mercury, Venus, Mars. So that is diagonal. Uh, that is a diagonal past life to Mars. So okay. Mars is just like, just like the, the planet and just like, you know, what, what we think of Mars is that is where passion is, right? So there's a lot of past life passion. There is when you're on the same team and you're looking the same direction, you can literally make miracles happen that have mm-hmm. never happened. When you're opposing, <laughs> Mars is, is you know, the god of war, right? Mm. <laughs> so if that seems to resonate there for you. Very right? much so. <laughs> but there's passion, right? And so yeah. that there's two sides to that. I mean, some people long to have a relationship that could have that kind of passion in it. And with that, you know, it can also come this, some intense fighting too. But, but if you are faced the same direction, honestly, some of my Mars relationships, it's like, when you're faced the same direction, you make incredible things happen. The other piece you have to be aware of is Mars relationship can also have a lot of competition, like weird competition. Like I have some of a couple of my best friends I have a Mars relationship with and, and there'll be this awkward, like, you know, Oh, I say something. And then it's like kind of that one upmanship, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, well this happened to me, but I, I love that relationship so much. And I, I don't, I don't begin to expect them to understand it on this level, <laughs> right. but I know they're my Mars. And so then I just say, okay, I just, I kind of drop it and let it go because you get it. You I, I get it. it. And it's yeah. like, I'm not going to compete with you. I don't care. I truly don't care. I love you yeah. greater than this energy. Like my love for you surpasses this energy. And, um, and I just, I just kind of let it go. So I think that's important to know because you have that both with your husband and your daughter, mm-hmm. um, past life in a past life energy. We can understand this as like super intense. Like it is this, you know, super intense feeling. And that's how we then know it is this past life trigger. And the fact that you've done the work and you know, you have multiple lives together, then there's just a lot of, a lot of that passion there. Got so it. your son is a two of clubs. So, Clubs are all in their head. They're all in their thoughts. They, he's going to think in the way of partnership in his mind. As a club, you want to ask him, what do you think about this? So, you know, what is it that you think? How is, how is this affecting you? From 
Is he more logic-based? So logic-based. In his head, intelligent, smart, but facts, right? Intelligence, facts. And here, I want you to see on the chart, here you are and here he is. So we're diagonal. So you are diagonal, but you're right next to each other. So just like you and I are Mercury and Moon, uh-huh. you are his Mercury. So he's going to diagonally think like an Eight of Hearts. Okay. Um, and again, Eight of Hearts is abundant love. It also wants to control. It also wants to control hmm, its relationships. You don't say. <laughs> no, no There's curious. the high side and the low side to all. But, you know, I mean, I get it, girl. This is how I think. What what I can say to you and all the learning that I've done on my cards is as the eight of hearts, recognizing that you have this abundance of love. She really is the most popular girl in the room. And when we try to control too much, then it comes from this lack of trust that they're going to love us in the way that we hope to be loved. And if we can begin to peel back that onion and recognizing they do love us and and we can, you know, allow them in and be vulnerable. I, you know, it, it takes a big deep breath and a big, you know, blanket of trust to, to know and trust in that. But, um, but when we do, then we're healed and we kind of let go of those wounds of, um, and this is where we'll then step into the Enneagram because it comes down to value and where we feel worthy of love and valuable. So, okay. so for you and your son, though, here you are his Mercury. So he thinks diagonally like you and you are his, he is your diagonal moon. So what's great about the moon relationship is uh, the one thing about our, our moon is is so wonderful. It feels like we can tell them anything. Uh, the only thing that you want to be aware of is, so like for my moon relationships, when I came to realize who my moon relationships were, I was like, wow, I like so overdumped on them. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> like, you don't want to do that. Well, it can be really exhausting sometimes for that person in the moon position. And so now I'm more careful with my moon relationships, I recognize this energy that exists there that I feel like I could tell them anything, but it's my responsibility to maybe hold back a little because okay. maybe they, in particular, in particular, because this is your son, yeah. you want to just navigate that properly, okay. you know, have more conscious awareness around it about if mm. you're oversharing or putting too much on him. Um, and then- He gets overwhelmed. Yeah. So I have the most, like, I adore my son and my daughter, right? Like any mother, like I adore them, but I have the hardest time connecting with him. And I, and I work really hard, but this makes sense because I'm coming at him from this hard space mm-hmm. and he's coming at me from this logical place. Yes. And I tend to overshare as a means to want to connect and he's just pushing me back. And that's where I feel the pushback because I'm like over here wanting to like hug him and let's connect and have this beautiful quality time and he's going mom you're smothering me mm-hmm. and I need to understand how he operates so this makes sense yeah totally yeah. yeah and I think if you ask him what do you think I think that's going to make a big difference okay and and just recognizing recognizing there is energy that exists there 
that is this moon and Mercury moon, right? So he's going to think like you. He's going to think. So so he has that capacity within him, um, but it is in this moon relationship back that he could feel put on if you overshare or over over gush, <laughs> over yeah. gush, okay. over heart on him. <laughs> I over heart on him all the time, all the time, because I want to connect with him, but I'm right. connecting with him in the way that I want to be connected with. Right. Not right. in the way that so, he can mm-hmm. actually receive it. Right. So he, as a two of clubs, will want will want partnership. Twos love partnership, but they want smart, smart partnership. So, you know, is there like a fact of the day that you could share? Or, you know, is there like a trivia question you could ask at dinner or something that's not related to feelings at all? That's, um, you know, maybe in a topic that he's interested in or, you know, something that. Yeah. Like, for example, to connect with him, I learned how to play Fortnite, which was <laughs> so out of my element. But And when we would talk Fortnite, he was lovey-dovey with me mm-hmm. because all of a sudden I'm in his world mm-hmm. talking about something that I was so not interested in, but I was trying so desperately to connect with him that we would play Fortnite. Then I would have a headache all day. But I did it because I I was talking his language. Mm-hmm. We were talking about like strategy mm-hmm. and things that were making sense to his mind. And that was connecting. Yeah. So that's yeah. a perfect example of that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I did that unknowingly, right? Yeah. I was like, how do I connect? Yeah. And as a two, they want connection. They are all, we are, I'm a two. I am built for partnership. He is built for partnership, right? He is built for logical, intellectual partnership, not as much heart partner. He's going to love. He's going to love and he's going to have that heart piece. But yeah. that's not how he views the world. How he's how the world makes sense to him is through smart partners, smart, logical partners. Got it. Right. And your husband and daughter view the world as diamonds, as six of diamonds. So they are six of diamonds have a lot of karma to experience in this lifetime. So from a six of diamond standpoint, this is what matters and physical matter. So if they plant good seeds, they're going to reap good seeds. So, but they're really not going to get away with any, any type of misspending or misuse of matter or value. It will come back exponentially. This lifetime for them is very, very karmic. And as so a six, there are, I don't know what you call these signs. So um, this is the destiny cards. Destiny. So this is their card. Their their birth card is six of diamonds. Each so, of them are both six of diamonds. So there are cards that have more karma than others. As a six, you this is the card of karma for matter, okay. for um, matter and value. So it's things okay. of value to them and physical matter. So making sure they, you know, she learns early on good financial um, planning and good financial you know, how to save and how to, um, you know, pay off her bills and all of this financial, um, but it's, it's not just finance. It's also about matter and things that matter to her, but um, that she learns early on to plant good seeds. Um, it's a good thing that her parents are both financial planners. <laughs> Perfect. So good. So good. Okay. Now let's look at that. So he probably really enjoys his job because he is helping that that is what a six of diamonds would do, right? Yes. And 
a six is two threes, right? Three plus three equals six. As a three, you're either creating or worrying. And so as a six, you were two threes. So you either are creating a plan to not have financial issue or you're worrying about finances. So when he finds that he is worrying or when your daughter finds that she's worrying, have them create something. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a new 401k. (laughs) It can be drawing or doodling or cooking or painting, whatever creating feels good to them. Mm. Um, It can be that it, it could, it just needs to be something creative. Got it. Okay. And what's interesting, like in our, my husband and I have a family owned financial practice where we also do mm-hmm. Medicare planning. We do veterans benefits. And I'm like, I'm more comfortable doing the benefits side of things mm-hmm. because that's where I can be, I can be heart based mm-hmm. and that's where I can mm-hmm. connect and I can help them. And we talk about, you know, I come at it from my heart as opposed mm-hmm. to the logical side, which my husband is like much better at than me. Mm-hmm. And do you find that your husband and daughter are maybe a little bit closer and you and your son are a little bit closer? Naturally, yes, but I work really hard at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I work really hard at and, it. And taking these tools with you moving yeah. forward, I, it's going to be great. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear how, how all of this shifts for you because right together, they're, they're doing the same karma. Right. Like your your daughter and your husband are both six of diamonds. They're doing the same karma. And you and your son are here on this chart here in this space. And so you have kind of this location and, you know, you're not that far apart. I once had a family who all three were here and then the daughter was here. And and she talked about that. She always felt separated from the family. Like she felt like kind of the, you know, kind of isolated a little bit and it was it it was truly energetic but when I could explain all this and kind of show them visually what was happening within their family what a difference that made for them yeah was really great yeah and it's really good to just understand that okay there's nothing you might be doing wrong it's just where you fall on the chart yeah as to like having Mm -hmm. to work at a relationship more especially a relationship that matters to you right Mm -hmm. and I work really hard with Mm -hmm. my kids Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to not duplicate the unconscious behaviors generationally of my family, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. I want to stop that in, in this timeline, mm-hmm. you know, to parent differently. And I think the word conscious parenting is only of our generation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. My and son I, and daughter, my, I'm sorry, my son and husband, it's like they flow naturally. They, they're just, they flow my husband doesn't have to work at it. And I feel like I'm constantly having to work at it. Well, and, and we're going to jump, we're going to then, this is a perfect entree into okay. Instagram. Okay. But bring it, on. <laughs> bring it on. But but from that, I mean, think about that because you come at it. Remember, this is all how we all view the world. So you are viewing the world as a heart you are feeling your way so so it's very interesting the words that you just used because you said bumping bumping around right and so my my guess is that you do feel like you're bumping around because to this point in time it's been and this is a perfect bridge into the next topic but as as a heart you are feeling your way into all of these different people and you are bumping into all these different relationship, but rather than being the mana 
I don't know if you've ever seen, I posted this a couple uh, years ago in a blog and I'll include it in the notes. Okay. But there is this, this image that shows like, be that person, be the light. Like you are one person and then it shows a crowd of people that are all, um, it's a black and white image of just black and white bodies, outlines. And then there's one person with this yellow in the middle and it's like, okay, be that mana. And then you see the yellow then grow and encapsulate the whole crowd of people by the end of the cartoon. And so rather than being in this place where you're bumping into everyone, I, my hope for you is today you get to walk, walk away with this empowerment where you get to be, get to be the mana that spreads throughout the room, like the energy that spreads through the room rather than feeling, because this gets where it gets exhausting and it feels powerless and it feels exhausting when when you're only responding to everybody else rather than you setting the tone, you decide how your day is going to be. You decide that you're going to stay in this place of wholeness and completeness and connection. And when you are connected to the divine, then you share that energy that then magnetizes the best out of your family. Does it also have to do with your aura? Cause I remember doing an aura test with you and I just had this huge aura where I have to like, wrap it in because Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm feeling my way through the world, right? Like reacting almost to it. And then I've got, I'm picking up everything. So by the end of the day, I'm exhausted. And I, and I, is that why? Mm -hmm. For you particularly, it's so important to ground every morning when you, because as you ground, you will draw in that, it will, you will draw in your aura. And so while you have had so much that has caused that and you know as we know like childhood trauma and yeah. lots of different traumas in our life can create a larger aura but but we're not victim to that oh, so really? so we so the more trauma you have the larger your aura yes and i know we've we've talked about all that yeah. we don't need to get into all of that okay, yeah but, no it's but just... just to bridge that gap for the listeners you know childhood trauma can create a larger aura because we what happens when we're a child we Um, When we walk into a room, we want to sense the room to see whether or not it's safe to enter. And so we throw out our energy field to get a sense on the room. And then we decide whether or not it's safe to go into that room or not. Well, unfortunately, if we don't learn how to draw that back in and we don't heal that trauma, then that aura Mm -hmm. remains large. Mm -hmm. And then we end up taking in and our aura is this energy absorbent. It absorbs all the energy and it puts out energy. And so Mm. it's constantly reading, which will leave us exhausted and tired if we are not, if we do not draw that in um, to a healthy level. And just one more thing. I know we have a lot to cover, but, um, you know, we came here as refugees, political refugees, and we didn't know how to speak the language. So I only had my senses to go off of Mm. because I couldn't understand Mm. people. So I had to know, Mm. and my parents relied on me to basically interpret the world for them. Mm. And so I had to create a huge aura so that I can know, is this safe? Mm -hmm. You know, what are these people's body language Mm -hmm. telling me? Like how, what is their face expression? What is the energy that I'm feeling? So I was, became a very sensitive child because I had to, I felt like I was the spokesperson for my family because of the lack of language. And also just my parents were, my parents were deeply damaged individuals. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I needed to be like the foot soldier, right? Leading my little army, my little family 
So I'm always sensitive. Like I get overwhelmed in a crowd because I just feel everybody. And I just like, my heart goes out to people and I feel their pain where it physically impacts me. Mm-hmm. And I've never known how to close that. Mm-hmm. Sorry for getting emotional. It's just no. it's the first time I've actually verbalized it that way. Mm-hmm. So it's the first time that I'm connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a lot for your little person to hold, right? It is a lot for your inner, that little girl to have held that responsibility for her family. Yeah. And what an incredible thing that you did for your family too. She can take a lot of pride, which is, again, this is perfect bridge to the Enneagram, um, a lot of pride in that, but also letting her be a child. Um, and I don't know if you've done any of my um, inner child meditations, but I will also include, I'll send those to you. I'll include those in the notes too, that yeah. just allowing her to feel safe and secure and I would say for you in your morning meditations, spend time in your root chakra, holding your your little self. And I would tell you not only to hug and hold, I would also have you to play. Like whatever that is, if yeah. that is dancing, yeah. if that is, you know, handing your, you know, you can visually hand your parents a tutor or a, a book on English. No, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. As okay, we like change, <laughs> as we changed yeah. the past, everything is energy and our timeline is energetic. So yeah. as, as you go back and, and do that and take that load off, yeah. I think that you will feel less load now because you're still carrying that load. Well, it's interesting because my sister, who's 11 months older than me, but we were kind of raised like twins, they put us in the same grade because my sister had selective mutism until the age of 16 because of all the trauma we experienced. Mm -hmm. And they put me in charge of her. So, and she was overweight, wore Mm -hmm. these thick glasses, would pick her head as a way of self, like, like self-healing or self, Mm -hmm. I don't know what you call it. Right. And so... I was always like hyper aware of my surroundings Mm -hmm. and I don't want, I, and I know that has served me, Mm -hmm. but I think it's also time. I don't know. Is it, is it something that I should close? Mm -hmm. Well, is it possible to reach a a level of trust in the universe that um, despite all the trauma that has happened in the past, that that has now Again, what I started in the very beginning, talking about this checklist, that your soul knew what it needed to accomplish and experience here for the completion of its purpose this time around, right? There is, there are things that we needed to learn and experience to complete as a whole. Gary Zukoff in Seat of the Soul talks about that we have this collective consciousness and we bring down five gallons here as our soul. And then to this earth life, earth school, we bring down one gallon of our spirit. And that one gallon has the checklist and it has all these things that we're supposed to experience and accomplish and and endure while we're here because it helps complete the five gallon bucket, which then Mm -hmm. ultimately helps to complete the collective consciousness. Um, So it's like these lessons and learnings and, um, in a way, I feel like it helps build resilience. It helps us to, I guess, make better some of the challenging things that happened in our life. And, you know, there's been, you know, I think for you, allowing that little girl to 
play and feel safe and to feel trusted. And I think that that begins in your meditation every morning. I think bringing your attention down to your root chakra, hugging her, holding her, you know, if for a while she has to build a suit around herself, or if she goes back and tell, you know, is able to stand up to the people who have wronged her, you know, and if that means that you were doing that with a superhero by her side, or if she just stands in superhero, you know, maybe it's that your meditation begins with that little girl standing in, you know, superwoman pose. Um, you know, and maybe you begin to stand in front of the mirror as superwoman pose and like, you know, connecting for the first week, just your, your inner child and yourself to the superwoman pose so that you feel more strong and powerful. But I think there's a couple things there. I think there is allowing her to feel strength and, and empowerment and being able to stand up to the people who have wronged her. But then also on the flip side, there's also this component of, you know, having your parents, having releasing that responsibility from you and allowing her to play and have fun. So I think there's, there's a couple different parts there. And again, I encourage you one step at a time, you know, take notes and write these down, but one step at a time, like, you know, the first week can be the superpower pose. Yeah, the second week can be, you know, giving your parents their tutor <laughs> and say, hey, I, it's my job to be a little girl right now. It's your job to get to go be, you know, to go learn English. And then, and then, you know, the third week, go play. Like whatever, you know, build sandcastles or dance or whatever it is that feels, you or know. Or give my sister a caregiver so I didn't And give your sister that. a caregiver. Yeah. But, and, and recognize as you begin to do this in meditation, it shifts the timeline, the energetic timeline. And so you will feel all of those shifts and all of those changes begin to happen now in this lifetime, in this in this moment now. Because right now you are responding as that, you know, responsible, burdened and yeah. and tough little girl. I mean, she was tough. And, and I mean, look at all the amazingness that you did bring for your family. But I also believe that there is this time right now where it's time to let that go. And it's time for you to enjoy and be present and have fun with your own family now. Yeah. Yeah. But you can only do that when the little girl within you feels unburdened now. Just when you think you've done enough child work, there's just, it's just, you realize how much more healing you still need. Right, because I've done a lot of child work, mm-hmm. but um, she's still running the show. Mm-hmm. And she always will. But I also believe you can do this. I think you can do this within your meditations in the morning. It just, I want it to feel easy. I want it to feel, um, she's done enough work, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I want it to feel joyous and connecting and fun. I want that energy to, to be what you experience and to also be mindful to not project all of my little girl trauma onto my little girl Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yep so this is a is there does that feel whole and complete yes good and you know what your meditation roles are (laughs) your jobs are for the next three weeks yes but I but I you know I could certainly tell you to come back for hypnotherapy and I could certainly tell you to do all that but I that's actually not what I want for you for this I want you to know that you can do it yourself and and it doesn't have to be these huge big 
efforts. I want you to see and watch how fast you can shift yourself with just these tiny bite-sized meditations every day, just a little bit at a time. And I think once you connect with your little girl, I think you will find that your present life will shift very quickly. Do you think there's also a lot of healing in having a little girl? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I heal so much stuff through my own daughters. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't too. treat them the way that my, you know, I was treated. And, um, and, you know, certainly like you, I've had moments where I've seen the parts of my childhood come through me that I didn't want to see. And I was like, okay, stop, you know, recognize, but also give myself the, the credit for changing the cycle, right? Yeah. And like shifting and changing. And that is not easy. And understand we have seven generations that you are trying to change. It's not just one generation you're trying to change. It is seven generations that you're trying to change, but you're changing them for these seven generations ahead of you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a pivotal moment in your family energy line mm-hmm. that you are are doing this work. Hmm. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> seven generations past and moving so forward. No pressure. no pressure. It's all on me. None whatsoever. <laughs> But again, it happens in the perfect way, in the perfect time. But more than anything, I want you to think of this as bite-sized fun. I want you to give this girl some. Yeah, I want you to give this little girl fun. You know, give her a break because this is ultimately (laughs) how you are feeling right now, right? This is how you are feeling every day. Like, I need a break, and certainly you are. A working mom, you do need a break, but there is something more happening here that is, you know, causing this this feeling. Got it. Good. Which brings us to Enneagram. So what is very interesting, you are a three-wing two. Your hubby is a two-wing three. Your son is a four and your daughter is a two-wing three. So interesting, interest, isn't that interesting that your husband and daughter are both six of diamonds and they're both two wing three. So yeah. like same, same. Yeah. So that's very interesting. Collectively. So the Enneagram, let me pull my Enneagram chart up to show you. So two, three, four, see how they are all connected on this chart here. Uh-huh. Two, three, and four are all deal with value and shame is their collective challenge. So you are Wait, all- I'm sorry, who's a four? Two, three, four, collectively. Okay. So I'm starting kind of top lines because I think this is really interesting. You were all dealing with the same. So one is a, three of them deal with fear and two, three, four is shame. And what happens there is this need for understanding where your value comes from in your life. And it is about diving into this space of understanding that so a two would want to bring value into their life by being the most loving i'm the most i'm i'm valuable because i love people the most and nobody loves people the way i love people so my value is there would the epitome of a two be like a mother Teresa? um i mean kind of except a healthy healthy two yes this part that we're diving into the shame part and the value like where's my value can when you can recognize that you're acting from this place that's a really healthy place but before we recognize that we're acting from this place it's not always the healthiest place so a two gives to get so you know i'm going to be valuable 
because I love the most, I'm the most helpful, this is how I'm differentiating myself from the pack. A three differentiates themselves from the pack by being the most achiever, that the most, you know, I'm going to win the most awards, or I'm going to do the most work, or I'm going to work the hardest. And all of you people are, you know, just quit when you're tired, but not me. I work and I, I stay to the very end and I'm going to be valuable because I'm going to be the last man standing who's working to the bone. Um, and it is this, you know, and this need for achievement um, but recognizing that need to be valuable for achievement comes from this place of lack of feeling like we have value to begin with. And if you, you know, when you held your babies when they were first born, you know, they hadn't achieved anything, but they're the most valuable thing in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So we have this, we already have inherent value in this world without any achievement, without any outside accreditation. But we are born with inherent value. But yeah. often, when there is a lot of childhood trauma, we um, we realize we don't believe that there's as much value there in that place because maybe some people didn't recognize that value. But beginning to recognize that that was their challenge, not necessarily that wasn't you. That was their you know lack of um, capacity to to love you in the way or to honor you in the way that you deserve to be honored. So now, like being a three, it's like, look at what I can do. Look at what I've achieved. Look mm-hmm. at what, like patting, patting myself on the back because thinking. I never got mm-hmm. that, the pats on the back. Right. Or thinking that you're only valuable because you achieved. Because I did this. Because you achieved. Got it. Yeah. yeah. But knowing that you have value without those achievements. But the three is this. And it's hard because, you know, the three creates this mask of I'm perfect. I'm achiever. I'm a worker. I am, you know, um, all of these things. But um, when we can pull that mask off and then just be with the feelings and be with, wow, like I do have value. I have value beyond my success. I have value beyond all of these roles that I play. Like I am valuable because I am part of the universe and I am divinely created and I have a divine purpose and, and that, that purpose is just to be, it isn't to do, it's just to be. And so, so when we can recognize that, then, then we stop placing as much value on our achievements. Are we born with these Enneagrams yes. in place? Yes. I mean, there's, there's some nature versus nurture, but um, more than anything, they say, yeah, um, the research has shown that it is that you're just born this way. Um, and then four once it's unique, it tries to be have its own separation by being the most unique. So I am the only one who, um, you know, paints like this or does things like this. I'm the only one who, you know, wears their hair like this or dresses like this. It is this uniqueness where they try to create their own, you know, separation, like their own, they get their, their attention that way. All of which... Um, deals with this feeling ashamed if I'm not unique enough or I feel ashamed if I'm not achieving or I feel ashamed if I'm not helping. Um, But does it need to feel shamed if you aren't working till 2 a.m.? Right? No. Like the healthy boundaries there is that you go to sleep at you know, 10 o'clock at night or 1030 at night, but recognizing that you aren't getting your value from that. It is all about your value 
Mm. and recognizing that you have this inherent value without all of those things. So as a three wing two, right, you, there is this, and it's incredible what you, because what you do, right, it is this achievement. And then as a two, you want to help, right? And so there is an, and so it's this really beautiful combination where we dive deeper and pull the onion back on that is as a three, are you, and as a two, are you giving to get to say, okay, well, I've helped all these people. I feel really proud about that. And so we can feel proud, but is our value determined by that achievement and the pride in that achievement or just how, how you know that you've made a difference, but that you don't have to tell anybody about it, right? Like, can you sit in there and not tell anybody about it, but know that you've done really good work, which we're all here to help each other and not having to have told anybody, but still feel content and good without. And, and I think from this three, two state, you know, we, as we lean into, which I think is very interesting, again, with your um, destiny cards, as you lean into four, so on this chart, we have two, three, four. So you are a three, two, but often they, there's a lot of guidance out there that says that as you lean into the attributes of four, you find greater balance into your three. Like you find greater balance as a three if you're leaning on both sides. So right now, as you tested, you tested as a three, two. But if you can lean into more of your four, that is shows more, you know, that vulnerability, like, and allows a little bit of this uniqueness, but, but leaning into that vulnerability, true vulnerability, that's kind of underneath that mask. Um, but I think that's interesting because your sun is the four who mm. is your moon, right? Yeah. So there's already this natural leaning in. So, so much of what he presents also can be um, healing and helpful for you from his, from his place of four and this, you know, this uniqueness uh, within him that he's trying to be special by, by showing this uniqueness. But, you know, the lesson here is that everybody is special without, without helping without achieving and without, you know, this, this unique desire to like be the only one, the original there in that space. Mm. Okay. So what's interesting is your husband is two wing three. So the same things apply just in a different weight, right? So yours is more weighted to three wing two. His is more two wing three. And each number has its own sin, So it's like what we struggle with there as a two that is pride. And so we, you know, we can get very triggered if things don't look a certain way or things haven't gone a certain way or if it affects us, you know, pride shows up, you know, how does pride show up for you as a three, uh, as a three wing two, you know, that there could be a lot of pride around the accomplishments, right? Which you're helping a lot of people, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but where is your innate worth tied into right. those achievements and helping rather than just you, like just being helpful and kind? And are you helping to get something back in return or are you just altruistically helping, right? Our goal is yeah. to help without expecting anything back in return. Yeah, I think my my uh, the dark side of my three is always feeling like I'm a loser. Like I should have another degree. I should have a master's. I should have gotten higher. I should be doing more. I should, 
And then I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. Is that for my ego? Mm -hmm. Right? Because I want to tell the world, like, look at what I've accomplished. Mm -hmm. Look at all the acronyms that behind my name. So that's, I always feel that way. That's that's a three, right? Yeah, that's a three. Yeah. So, but we can then love up on that three, <laughs> and and tell her she is whole and complete without any of those things. Um, as we come to this place of healing and recognizing this is that three, but but you know the threes are so important in our life. There's high side and low side to every single number. Threes are so important. They do get the job done. They push us. I mean, I worked with the three ones and I mean, I had to work. I think I work fast. I, I paled in comparison to how fast this person worked. I could hardly keep up. <laughs> they were helping me with the project. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. Right? obsessive like, compulsive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but it was incredible. What we created was amazing. But I mean, the pace was just Nothing I'd ever experienced so before. That's why I'm always exhausted because I lead with my heart. I've got this huge aura and I just, I'm constantly going bananas <laughs> as far as like, I need to do more. I need to accomplish more. I need to get things done. I need to, like the pace right, right. is exhausting. Right. And okay. what is that ultimately, where is that ultimately leading you? <laughs> to a, a nervous <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> I mean, we're giggling, but I mean, yeah. right. But this is why your meditation is going to be so important. And yeah. I'm so happy for you to come to here. I mean, you are such an incredible person and you love up on so many people and you are just this light of love. You really are that mana picture. And so my, that's my... what I think of you. That's all I think of you. Like, you're just, you glow from the outside and you just radiate, really. And then oh. people are just attracted to the light. Right. And, and I feel the exact same about you. And so isn't this interesting, though? Like, so we've shared two. So we share this helpfulness in people. Um, yeah. But as a three, I want you to know, okay, enough is enough. <laughs> enough is enough. And I am, I can be, I can be here. I can be whole. I can be complete. And I think starting your day every morning with meditation, I think is yeah. a really great place to begin there. Yeah. And, you know, knowing you're whole and complete right here, right now. And anything that you do beyond that is extra, like bonus, right? Yeah. And it doesn't define you and it doesn't create, doesn't create value for you. And it also doesn't devalue you to not, right? Like if we, if we can only give from overflow. So if we're not whole and complete first and only giving from overflow, then we're exhausting our lifeline, our life energy. Yeah. And so, you know, leaving today thinking, how can I only give from overflow? When, when am I at overflow and I'm only going to give from that state of overflow, I think will be pivotal for you. Yes. Agreed. And so as the three, so we talked about the sin of the two is pride. The sin of the three is deceit. And deceit shows up not not just like not just lying, but it's like uh, it's also like like you said this um, this false mask, right? Like okay, I you know I'm this professional, but am I because I don't have a doctorate and I don't have a master's? And so you you sit in this this state. This is what that deceit looks like, quote unquote, mm -hmm. right? Like 
And it is this acceptance and this healing of that wound that it's like, no, you're not, you know, fooling people. It's like you are very good at what you do. You help lots of people. You don't need to have all these different degrees in order to to be helpful and great. Like enough is enough, <laughs> right? But just sitting in that space. So you and your husband and your daughter, this makes it actually pretty easy and pretty efficient today because you all struggle with those same things because you're all varying degrees of two and three. But recognizing as those, you are all struggling with, well, all four of you are struggling with where's my value come from. And so recognizing, and, and I think maybe a very good family practice is, you know, recognizing Where's my value? You know, I am valuable because I am here. I am embodied. I am here. I am, you know, I don't have to be or do anything in order to be valuable. All of these other things are gravy, right? Like rather than pushing, pushing, pushing to accomplish all these things, when we settle in and get centered, we actually do accomplish all those things from a different place. So the universe has incredible blessings and incredible accomplishments planned for you. So there's no way that I am saying, oh, we'll just stay in bed all day, every day. <laughs> like, no, when you are when you are connected, all of those achievements and all those blessings are going to happen actually more effortlessly. And, and they're going to feel so much better because it's not going to feel forced and pushed like we work from that solar plexus. Isn't that interesting? We you, um, the oil that you chose earlier was Mm -hmm. for the solar plexus, right? So rather than this is where in our energetically, we push and push and push to make things happen and to force things to happen. And then we end up exhausted when we can pause and breathe and allow balance into the solar plexus. We then just attract all the things that, that bless us rather than forcing them to happen. They just are naturally attracted to us. So there will still be plenty of accomplishments and there will still be plenty of um, wonderful things to happen. It just will come from a place of magnetizing rather than forcing. Than the resistance. Than the resistance. And you won't be so tired. Yeah. Right. And and I think it's important to recognize one, it's energetic and it's your aura. So we're going to draw that in, but also doing that Giving that little girl a break, I think is going to be the most energetic enlivening for you. And then for your son, he is a four. So recognizing that he doesn't have to be the most unique, the most individual in order to feel value or loved, um, that he is, um, and, and his sin is envy. So, you know, recognizing the grass isn't greeter on, you know, somewhere else. And that, you know, for him to have a family gratitude practice, I think is really great. Like every night, you know, at dinner, like what three things are you grateful for? Um, Beginning to shift that energy as a collective group into the space of gratitude and appreciation rather than worrying about where my value is, knowing that you just are focusing on all the blessings. Okay. And we do do that. Perfect. Yeah, the the grateful. Yeah. We go around the table and they're like, "Ah, oh, mom, do we have to?" I'm like, "Just three things, guys. Just take it. It'll take you three seconds." It's such a good practice, though. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is truly life changing. Yeah, so. it's just hard to get a ten and a twelve year old to want to do anything that mom says. 
Because it's like, oh, do we have to do the gratitude thing again? Okay. Well, so maybe you can even approach the gratitude, though, tonight and say, okay, son, what do you think your gratitude would be, right? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) um, And then, you know, for your daughter, you can say, you know, what valuable things happened to you today or what, you know, what mattered today to you? Okay. Um, And so I think really walking away with those key words yeah. from today I think is really important yeah. I think it's going to shift language matters language matters yeah because you're speaking to their soul yeah right? you're you're resonating with how they view the world so remember just to to uh, recap right you view the world as a heart so you're feeling your way through the world People want to ask you, tell your family to ask you, how do you feel about this? Although they probably won't have to, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, but if you want to feel connected and for your husband and your daughter, you want to ask, why does this matter? Or where, where was the value in this for you? Um, And then for your son, you want to ask, what do you think? Because then they're going to respond to you in a very different way and, I think this connection that you're hoping for and, and trust and know as twos, all we want is connection. I'm a two as well, right? All we want is connection. And so connecting the way they need to be connected to. And, you know, here we said that you as a three, four, you lean into your four, but, and your son is this four, um, but as a two, when you, you have two different lines to four. So as a three, you lean into four, but then here you have, um, a direct line to four as well. Got it. So, okay. Do you have any questions or any comments? I feel like that feels like a really good playbook. Yeah. You have your words for your family. You have your morning meditation that you're going to give that little girl a break. You're going to give her some love, give her some fun. You're going to let your sister have a caretaker and your parents have a tutor. I think that's really great. And um, what, what, what was interesting, if I may share, yeah. my dad passed away two weeks ago and um, he was, I'm so sorry. Had, it's okay, it's okay. He had dementia and memory care. He was in a facility in Chile. And when I got the news that he passed, I had this huge sense of relief mm-hmm. because I've been caregiving for my dad for 50 years. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I just, uh, I feel really close to him now. But I was just like, oh. I mean, he has no qual- he had no quality of life. He didn't know who I was. He was just, and in Chile, I didn't know if he was being cared for. So every night I couldn't go to sleep until I prayed for him and I sent him my angels and angel Gabriel to watch over him mm. and protect him. And it was this constant, like calling the community, make sure he was okay. And I was, you know, sending him money. I bought him an apartment, I, you know, the two, right? And overachieving too, because I had to be the one to be the hero to save him, (laughs) right? So I don't do two because of my three. I had to do two in an overachieving way, right? (laughs) So he passed away and I just, I felt this huge sense of relief. Yes, I was sad, but it was like, I don't have to take care of him anymore, Mm -hmm. which was, I felt horrible for feeling that way because it felt very selfish, right? But he was also not a great dad, right. right? And probably didn't deserve all the love that I gave him through the years. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think recognizing he just didn't have the capacity to right. love you, that like he right. was probably not loved. Love was probably right. not modeled for him 
so that no. he didn't know how to do that for you. Yeah, and, and I so, got that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I find that to be very helpful in yeah. my in my healing process of like recognizing, oh yeah, like he wasn't very much loved up on. So what can I expect? So in in me shifting that cycle, yeah, I have recognized he just didn't even have that capacity. And right. you know, while I don't approve of the things that he did. I can have forgiveness and compassion, and then that just changes your heart, right? Like, yeah. that just changes. That he was our a hearts. deeply damaged soul in this lifetime, mm-hmm. and he didn't know how to love us. He didn't know how to receive love or give love because he never saw that. That was never modeled for him. Mm-hmm. So I got that, you know? Um, and I always, that's why I took care of him because I knew that he did the best he could with what he had, yeah. which was very limited, mm-hmm. you know? But it was this huge sense of like one less person that this little girl has to take care of, mm-hmm. right? Because I was helping him from that little hurt girl still, mm-hmm. not from the adult. Mm-hmm. The adult would step in when things needed to get done, right. but the little hurt Jamie was still in there, mm-hmm. right? And to have felt so put on as a child. I mean, no child should be responsible for their entire family. <laughs> right. So that's right. a huge responsibility that could be very exhausting. And if you are still carrying that you know, recognizing that it's, it's time to, to lay that cross down and, and to let, let that go and to then be in this present moment so that you can then be connected to your family and be, you know, all embodied in this present moment. I think it's so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else you want to share? So much, but we would need another two hours. (laughs) We may, we may, we may. (laughs) Um, but I think it's interesting how divine the divine works, right? And the divine intervention, because we were just quick story. Do we have time? Yeah. So the, the morning that my dad passed away, we were supposed to fly to Denmark as a family. It was Father's Day. And um, that morning I got the call that my dad died. Then I was telling my husband, honey, I don't feel good. So he's like, why don't you take a COVID just test just to make sure. So I took a COVID test. I was positive. And then we did a house swap because... We were staying in the the house of the family that was going to stay at our house. Oh, no. So not only did my dad die, I had COVID, but I couldn't even stay at the house. Oh, no. So I'm watching my family drive away in an, in a lift, and I'm just like feeling sick and miserable and sad. And then I've got to go check into a hotel. And so I'm just sitting in the hotel going, what did I do? Like, what? Like, why? Like, really? So, and then I thought to myself, as miserable as I as I felt, I'm like, this is all happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. It has to. This all can't be coincidence. Mm-hmm. And it will show up. And what happened was, in the course of the time that I was by myself, because I, I was all alone, like, all these miracles happened. Mm-hmm. All these things that had no explanation. I was able to mourn my dad's death. I was able to spend time with my my mom and my sister, which we never have time because I'm always with the kids and my husband. Mm -hmm. But after I was free from COVID, I stayed with them for four days. We did a lot of healing and we did a lot of, we had a lot of like incredible conversations and had a lot of healing. And none of that would have happened, A, had I been in Denmark and B, had I not had the time to myself. Mm -hmm. So it's funny how when hits the fan (laughs) now my thinking is there's something good that's going to happen Mm -hmm. this is all happening because it's supposed to there's like divine order here yeah yeah and so that was really like i 
or maybe because I kept looking for that, that's why it happened. I don't know. Yeah. It was just like the most amazing time that I had where so. you would think that it would have been the worst possible time of my life. Yes, mm-hmm. I missed my family. Yes, my dad died. Mm-hmm. But like it was really miraculous. Yeah. Just this opportunity to connect and to just get quiet. And to do a lot of healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Around my dad, around his passing, to let go of a lot of things, to do mm-hmm. a lot of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's yeah. So good. It's so good. I believe everything happens in the perfect divine time, yeah. in the perfect divine way. And and I hope that all these tools can help, you know, create more of a present life for you so that yeah. um, so you can love yourself enough to heal and heal yourself yes. enough to thrive because I ultimately want to see you thriving from the most filled place. And, you know, I think certainly manifesting techniques, I I teach them all the time, but I think they're only as helpful as the healing that we've done and the loving of ourselves that we've done. That if we we can't skip those two steps before manifesting the life of our dreams, like we've got to heal and we've got, we first got to love ourselves enough. We really have to heal. And then, and then the life that we dream just literally manifest itself we don't have to try all that hard so yeah and I think that all these tools are a really good way for us to really put a little bit of order into and a way to kind of like explain our people Mm. like oh Mm -hmm. and so you have a lot more empathy because oh that's why you do that Mm -hmm. that's why you react that way to me Mm -hmm. that's why I react that way to you Mm -hmm. so it gives us a lot more rope Mm -hmm. in dealing with the people in our lives I like that phrase yeah I like that. Yeah. And I think recognizing all four of you are working through your value. I think that's very interesting. My, my family does has, it's kind of across the board, all working on two are working on anger. That was what it was. Two are working on anger and, you know, me and my other daughter are working on value. So, yeah. So I think it's very interesting and helpful at, you know, your children and your family and train to you. So as the mother, they entrain to you and so what does that mean entrain like like little duckies you know like yeah. little baby duckies yeah um like follow along behind the mama duck yeah yeah <laughs> it's called entrainment okay and so so you're setting the tone for your house and yeah. your family will then entrain behind you that is for sure so good that is for sure well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for diving in. And I cannot wait to hear how this goes. I can't wait to hear how how these are so effective for your family and for you. And I'm just so thrilled. Thank you. Thank you for being you. Mm-hmm. And thank, thank you, you for sharing. It's such a blessing to spend time with you. Thank so you for good. your time and your energy and your love so and good. your wisdom. <laughs> thank you. So good. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found today's content helpful, thank you so much for subscribing to the Love, Heal, Thrive podcast and leaving a rating and review. It helps so much. We'd love for you to join our community at lovehealthrive.com to receive my weekly love letter filled with inspiration, meditation, and just so much goodness to help you love yourself enough to heal and heal yourself enough to thrive.